2: So there's a team in the NFL that might be the most frustrating team in the league yet again. We will get into all that for you here coming up in just a couple of moments from now. It's two pros and a cup of Joe Fox Sports the Radio. Knoxville Jonas's. It's uh, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you it's here on FSR. Uh, no, uh, no Brady Quinn on the show, but he will be back on the air uh, tomorrow with us here. So we'll have uh, some fun with that and uh, you know bust his balls for not being here today and the, the usual shenanigans that we like to pull here on FSR. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock pacific on hundreds of fox sports radio affiliates the iHeartRadio radio app and uh, here we go again lavar errington the dallas cowboys are the most frustrating team to figure out in the nfl are they ever? uh my god i i don't but it's it's almost like you just you, I was expecting something bad was going to happen. I liked Arizona uh, plus the six points on the road. I thought you know I know Arizona's not looked like a, a very good team lately, and they've been struggling down the stretch. Nose divers. Oh yeah, Cliff Kingsbury's got a track record. Cliff divers going all the way back to Texas Tech and and just his inability to to close out seasons and and all that stuff. And then they go in there yesterday. Look, the Dallas Cowboys, and several of them made comments afterwards, they can bitch and complain all they want about the penalties. They can cry about the fumble uh, at the end of the game, which absolutely was a fumble on Chase Edmonds, but they were outside the two-minute window. They had no timeouts left to challenge him. That's on them. They can complain all they want. Arizona dominated that football game. They were the better team from start to finish, and here we go
0: again with trying to figure out what the hell the Dallas Cowboys are. Well, here we go again trying to figure out why – what was considered to be the strong point of this team is now consistently being questioned as to what do we have here, Yeah, which is the Dallas Cowboys offense. I mean, we have much maligned their defense and said if they could get their defense together that they would be fine. And the idea of getting your offensive line back healthy – and and having that scenario play out the way that it played out it just it just throws you off when you think about the fact that all right dak was able to throw for three touchdowns in the game i get that and that's not bad but his production and his output was not very it's just not very high 200 yards in that type of game not very high the running attack continues to be a a thing Right, like if you think about it, this is this is damning information. Dak Prescott was your leading rusher in the game. Yeah. He wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Dak Prescott was your leading hold rusher. <laughs> wait. <laughs> <It's dead. laughs> Twenty yards gave Dak Prescott enough yardage to outrush Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard.
2: You think that was the plan coming into the season? They were like, hey, you know, when we finally get to the new year, week 17, when we've got a lot to play for, let's rely on the legs of a guy who broke his a year prior uh, to trying to to to, to win an a important game
0: for us down the stretch. Hey, bro, those three combined, Dak, Ezekiel, and Tony Pollard, together with 17 rushes for 45 yards? Yeah. So the biggest question here in looking at now when we it's so funny how much we text during the games. But the one thing is like, man, who's gonna contend and compete against Green Bay? And and I think it was Brady. Did Brady throw on Dallas? Yeah. I was like, man, that's crazy that we gotta sit here and say the the name that comes out after you say who's going to that which would say second team, right? That's the second team that can contend again and compete against Green Bay. This ain't a team that can beat Green Bay. Not right now. No, this is they don't have enough offense. They got enough defense, but we saw last evening that if you have enough offense for their defense, you gotta have enough offense to help your defense, and I'm just not seeing that from Dallas it's right ju- now. It's just
2: like I, you look at the at the Cowboys and you go, "All right, well, you know, we know there's been some some issues and guys have been banged up, maybe on the offensive line, but the O line's good enough. Um, the receiving core should be good enough. Uh, the running backs and and the running game should be good enough. Dak Prescott is paid like he's good enough." Yet here we go again. Like Ezekiel
0: Elliott is paid like yeah, he's, like he's I, great enough. I, I I
2: don't I don't get it. I don't. I don't they're just. There's. It's just so hit or miss with them. And this isn't a. Let's blame the officials. Uh, this is it. Bro, this is the conversation we've been having about Dallas for a couple of years now. Like this isn't this isn't just a Mike McCarthy situation. This is no, like this is a Dallas personnel thing or, or or whatever it is in that building to where the heat gets turned up. All all eyes are on the Dallas Cowboys, and you know they they end up you know taking a crap on national television like they did yesterday or on Thanksgiving like they did against the Raiders. Like it just it's always one of these games that pops up that you are like. Well, how can you depend on them to go win a game on the road in green bay like like how can you rely on them like and yesterday it's like they got behind in that game and i i never at any point watching that game did you ever get the vibe that like oh dallas is going to be okay like and, and now they figured it out arizona was better from start to finish like from start to finish they were a better team they didn't have james conner They've got their own issues uh, that they've been working with. They've been banged up as well, too, and they just went on the road. Kyler Murray's now 8-0 in that stadium, going all the way back to high school. Like, it just... They're just a, a maddening team, just a frustrating team to try and figure out. Dak Prescott afterwards uh, talked about the situation, uh, the disappointment, and just how he was feeling about the fran- about the team at this point.
0: Not discouraged. Uh, definitely disappointed we didn't come away with the win. Damn sure not discouraged. I know I know the team that we have, what we've got, just simply didn't didn't get it done as a team. Uh, starting with myself, got to be better. All of us, we, we've got to look at ourselves in the mirror and find a way to, to come out with a, a win in a game like this. To get to where we go, we got to play the best. And obviously, uh, this team right here, uh, Gave us their best shot, and we came up three points short. And whoever it is, line them up. Uh, we'll play here. We'll play their place, their backyard, whatever. I've got a lot of confidence in this team. All right, because uh, I don't. I like. I mean, I like where he's coming from. Okay. With it. Uh, listen, I, I'll just say this: you you had critical moments in this game where they could have taken control of what was what was going on, and they weren't able to. They. They weren't able to do it on the defense side of the ball. There was no moments where you were like, okay, like this is changing, turning the tide of the game. Um, you know, when you really look at it from a very critical eye, uh, well, they it's interesting because when we talk about Dak Prescott in the past, we always say he's a garbage time stat getter. Yeah. All right, well, if you think about it, if you think about it, it was thirteen to seven, right? Going into halftime. Mm-hmm. Coming out of halftime, they put another nine points up. Yeah. So it was twenty two, twenty two to seven. Yeah. Okay, and then another another three goes up, in in the fourth quarter. So it's twenty five, and they put up fifteen points in the fourth quarter. Like, think about it, man. Like, and I understand that is, you know, it's the whole, you know, well, you you try to come back late in games and stuff like that. But a lot of times we saw Dak Prescott put up his stats late in the game. It's
2: games like yesterday that make people who are against the contract extension for Dak Prescott look right well there you go I, I mean it just does and and when you're watching that game it just it reminded me of empty calories so you ever been really hungry and there's nothing around so you get like a bag of chips at a liquor store and afterwards you're like why I, I mean do yeah like it just like it there was nothing fulfilling like you watch that game and you go oh they they only lost a three it was a close game uh against a, against another playoff team I mean that happens especially this late in the season Man, there were a lot of empty points, just empty yards, empty calories. I I just I come away from that going, I I don't. I mean, he could say line up whoever you want, and who knows? Maybe maybe they're you know good enough to get to an NFC title game the way that seating works, and and they can get there. But I mean, and and we're gonna get into the Green Bay side of this. I, I just I came away from yesterday going Arizona on the road, yet again played really good football. Uh, undermanned, all of it, and then when you've got guys like uh, you know, and, and by the way, credit to Michael Gallup who made that Ooh, catch after after tearing he tore his ACL yeah, yeah. and then with one leg went up in the air and, and made the catch for a touchdown. Like there were there were good plays that were made in that game, uh, you, but you like C.D. Lamb had three catches, Amari Cooper had three catches. Man, Amari Cooper's getting paid too. Like Amari Cooper got a big time contract. I just. They are a maddening team. I don't know, if you're a Cowboy fan, I don't know how you go into each game every single week and thinking to yourself, oh, no, 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 we're good here, when you know that this is a very likely outcome every single time they suit up. It's weird. Man,
0: well, their numbers were pedestrian. <laughs> it's funny because the, the the numbers for receiving were were very, very average as well. Nobody broke 54 yards. No. Dalton Schultz, your your tight end was the most productive uh pass catcher in the game. They just they just need more production out of their offense. I mean, we can go back and forth about a lot of things that, you know, could be better or what we're thinking, but again, you have your offensive line back healthy again. Everybody knows that. You should be able to protect well enough for Dak to deliver the balls downfield to his guys. You should be able to block well enough for Ezekiel Elliott to get to a century mark or Tony Pollard get to a century mark or both of them get to a century mark running the ball. We keep talking about I, I bring this up every week. The one thing that you know for certain when you have a team that has a massive offensive line it, and you have running backs in your backfield running the ball ultimately gives the quarterback the opportunity to one have safety uh and throwing the ball because it slows down the pass rush and two the defenses have to respect the the play action they have to respect the run and so the play action ultimately creates a lot of opportunity for for that offense that that is out there and it opens up the playbook for you to be able to do more as well let me ask you this as a defender
2: do you think there's any defense or any player in the NFL that when they see the Dallas Cowboys on the schedule, look at him and go, "Oof, we got to really worry about Zeke this week." No, it's over.
0: Yeah, no. Like, I mean, think about that. Like his, he's peaked, right? I oh, mean, he's not peaked. It, like not this year. The,
2: it's it, it's the downside it's of down- his career. Yeah, he's
0: down. He's on the down. That is it's a c- that's down.
2: a crazy crazy, and the the only comp I can think of is Todd Gurley. Oof. Like like Todd Gurley was the same guy, and then all of a sudden there was the injury and and you know the the knee stuff, and it just it became this mystery. Like what's wrong with Todd Gurley? Like like Zeke and Todd Gurley's careers look really really similar right now. And and if you're Dallas and you get that sort of production from from two backs who should be good enough in a game like that, I, I man, he could say line them up however you want. You think going into Lambeau Field with that rushing attack is going to win you a football game on the road? <laughs> it's not, you can kiss my ass. Like, not, there, there's no chance. I just they're they're just a maddening team to try and figure out.
0: And then on the other side of it, now you look at Arizona as like, did they heal themselves? Or are they? Did they stop the the trend of of nosediving? That and was an important win for them. It was a big win for them. That was that was not only a big win for for them. That was almost like a. A must-win for this team because they were heading in the wrong direction so quickly, yeah. so fast. I yep. mean, it was it was as much of a drop-off as, as as the careers that you're talking about, right? Like yeah. it it was a quick turnaround from being great to not so good. So to stop the bleeding, so to speak, was was pretty big, and to see that they had the ability to do so was also pretty big because Dallas was pretty hot coming into this game. And and Kyler Kyler Murray and this Arizona team wasn't. I will say this. Kyler Murray looked healthy totally for the first time yeah. in this game. Yep. And Agreed. whenever Kyler Murray is healthy, the ability that he has to be able to extend plays, to to be able to get those those yardage plays where it pulls the defense off of coverages and different things like that. He made several different plays that I saw him unable to make in weeks past prior, and I think it led to the demise of their, their team in those games. When Kyler Murray is Kyler Murray at the level of health where he can move the way he needs to move, it's a different team. Yeah, they're fun. It's a different team. Uh, and, and he's a
2: fun player to watch. And that also, as much as we want to criticize Kingsbury for the meltdowns late in seasons, uh, Kyler Murray's health, to your point last year, was, was the biggest factor and all of that, uh, but if they can be healthy, and and this does look like uh, it's got the potential to be one of the uh, first-round playoff matchups again, so we could see these teams in a couple of weeks face-off again in the first round. Uh, Jonas Knox, LeVar Arrington, it's two pros and a cup of joe here, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. All right, it's so coming up next, there is a uh, something that happened on Sunday in the NFL that should be cause for concern for every single team in the league. We'll get into that for you right here on FSR.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Um, it is good that uh, OJ Simpson is weighed in on the uh, Antonio
0: Brown uh, fiasco. Because now good. we can officially, you know, walk away from this knowing that yeah. whatever, whatever it was going to be, now OJ's opinion has validated it, you know. Yeah. If you didn't agree with him, then you need to really That's, rethink yeah. how you approach your, your, your opinion topics. of OJ. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, no, because I mean, OJ
0: uh, is the authority
2: on all things. I mean, right? Look, you you know that uh, you oh, no! you know you've screwed up royally when a uh, a double murderer uh, is now uh, you
0: know accused, out. accused, yeah. alleged.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know,
0: yeah, I get it. Is it safe to? Uh, no, I get it. You know, is it too too soon? It's a, is it too soon to do what you're doing.
2: By the way, you want to know what so uh, what hurt me uh, also uh, one of the revelations in that in one of the OJ documentaries that came out was like one of his uh, closest friends saying on camera that yeah, I was sitting with OJ and uh, we were at his house and we were drinking rolling rocks and I remember him saying to me, "Do you think I did it?" and I said, uh, "Yeah, you know, um you know, it seems like, you know, you you might have done it." And he goes, "Uh yeah, you're right, and I was like, "Wait a second! I drink Rolling Rock too. Like, a- am I an accomplice now? Like, because I mean, you, and you know, Rolling Rock. I mean, that's yeah. Latrobe, PA, man. Yeah, I is. mean, so what? So now, am I also an accomplice? But it's just, it is funny that OJ is out there, uh, you know, uh, making the rounds, uh, talking fantasy football and being critical of Antonio Brown. And if you had Antonio Brown on your fantasy team yesterday and you really needed him to try and win your championship. I mean talk about a kick square in the nuts from Antonio Brown. So I mean how know.
0: how are like this is not me being sarcastic because I was being sarcastic everyone out there. I know of course, yes. I know it's very early in the morning so if, if you miss my sarcasm on on the props to to OJ, you know, I'm letting you know. But on a more serious note, how interesting is it that OJ Simpson is actually putting himself out there the way that he is on social media with his hot takes. I mean, I find it to be pretty, pretty. I don't know. It's pretty ballsy. It. It. it yeah. I think that's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. But then I started thinking to myself: Is he polar? Is he still polarizing enough? Where if he de- says and does something that people are going to pay attention to it. I think people are numb to it because it's, it's so the,
2: the, the severity of the crime is so shocking and heinous. And, and I think most everybody believes that he was the guy that did it. And so just to see him, it's almost like, not that we've accepted it, it's just, it's a weird thing. It's to, a weird it, thing. It's just like, it like we were almost desensitized to it because it was so unbelievable that it's like, uh, all right, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, clearly, you know, we don't know what else to say. Like, clearly there was something, uh, you know, going on there that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, and, and clearly a terrible situation for a lot of people involved. I will say this about the Antonio Brown aspect of it all. Um, I mean, if you were going to quit, it's a hell of a way to do it. I mean, you know, on that stage, in that market, just to kind of throw up deuces and uh, and walk out the way you did. I mean, you could do the Marshawn Lynch where he, you know, showed the tennis shoes hanging from the uh, the wires, uh, the, the power lines. <laughs> uh, you could walk out like that. Or you could do what Antonio Brown did and, uh, you know, just uh, heave all his merchandise into the crowd and just bail. So a couple ways you could handle it.
0: So, uh, I'm still trying to comprehend it because it just – he, again – Last week he was already on he was already on one. Yes. He, he was already irritated last week. Y'all create drama, that's what y'all do. So he had a fed up type of demeanor in how he was handling things last week. Yep. So clearly something was irritating him and something was bothering him and almost like it's almost like he was blaming the media for the drama of what took place with the the fake vaccination card and the suspension and and almost like what were those conversations that ensued because he said all y'all do is create drama right so in other words what he's basically what he's basically addressing is the way he was feeling being a Buccaneer after all of that took place. See,
2: we should have known something was coming because remember all, all the incidents that he's had in his career. If you go back to Pittsburgh, when he finally walked out, when he was wearing the mink coat before the game and then just bailed on the final game of the season, that wasn't just all of a sudden out of nowhere. There were problems leading up to that. There were problems in practice. He fired a football at Ben Roethlisberger's feet or something like that. Like there were signs that he was starting to unravel and then he did The Raiders. There was signs before ultimately the unraveling that there was something that was amiss with Antonio Brown. It was the helmet stuff. It was the stuff on camera. It was the cryo chamber and burning his feet off and all that. Like there have been signs and indicators that lead to a bigger issue, like the the stuff in New England when they finally said, yeah, we got to go. Like This isn't working for us like it wasn't just the allegations it was he assaulted uh you know somebody in his home there was video of him uh you know uh, uh talking trash to his um you know one of his uh, baby mamas uh, in front of the kids like there was there was always something more there last week was an indicator this was about to go off the rails like the, this was a the,
0: he was stewing he yes. was he, it was it was brewing up it was definitely brewing up jonas Yeah. and, and i think now to go fast forward it was like his temperature was running so high that any little thing could have set off what he was feeling. And something happened or somebody did something, whatever it is, it, it was certainly him feeling slight of hand in terms of how he was being treated or what the situation was. And I don't know, like, what, 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 what really weirds me out about it is he was waving at those fans like like it was like a hero's oh, exit yeah. yep yeah like it, it, the the detachment from the understanding of his fantasy versus what the reality of what this was is i would you know what i i wish we could do i wish we could have this that moment narrated by him and what his interpretation of the situation was versus somebody who's looking at it that has no dog in the fight and just and just looked at it and comprehended it the way that they did. Yeah. I would love to hear those two perspectives because I think if AB is giving you his his perspective on that, he was did wrong. He stood up for what he believed in in that moment. <clears throat> He wasn't going to be a victim to it. He wasn't going to take what it was that was coming his way. And I've done so much for this game. I've done so much that y'all not going to treat me this way. I'm out. Yeah. Now, the reality of it is, is be a good teammate. If, if you got a problem with the way things are being handled, then talk about it in the locker room. If you don't want to be a part of this team anymore, because keep in mind now, this happened in the third quarter, qu- third quarter, y'all. Yes, this did not happen in the first half of the game. So whatever it was, it was building up as the game moved on. Now people are speculating it was he wasn't getting enough targets or whatever, and that that would have directly connected to him not hitting his escalators in his contract. That's being debated as to or speculated as to why he was getting so irritated, but. Regardless of what the reasoning is, there's no reasoning good enough, sound enough for him to have handled things the way that he did in that moment. Okay. And that's the bigger thing. All
2: here. right. If you don't want an incentive-laden contract, here's an idea. Why don't you not F up the previous stops to where you've got to sign a deal like that because no team wants to take a chance and give you guaranteed money on even a one-year deal. Like, he he had he lost $30 million with the Raiders. Like, like he lost, he lost, left thirty million dollars on the table with the Raiders because of whatever that disaster was, uh, and them trying to bring him in that that resulted in what it resulted in. Like, all, like all of this is his fault. And this idea that we've got to like break out the violins for a B. Like, I, I'm sorry, man. Like, if, if there's only so much time in the day to worry about things. I can't worry about whether or not Antonio Brown's got deeper issues or something else going on. The guy bailed on his team when they needed him in the middle of a game. They're, they're fighting for seeding in the post season. Uh, they're trailing in that game. They're down a couple of scores and he walks after Bruce Arians tells him, you know, why don't, why don't you get back into the game? And he just bails on him and just says, I, I want, I want no part in this. I, I think Bruce Arians, afterwards and his he's no longer a buck i, I want to talk about the guys that are here i think that's the probably the sentiment from most guys in the locker room tom brady was a little bit more compassionate but i, I think he's got a that, that's
0: you know part of tom brady i i think more guys feel the way bruce arians does one thing that you got to think about as well is you can go from being talent to a civilian very quickly in those situations If you're watching, if you if you go and watch the the footage and watch the film, the 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 authorities were right on him. They were on him. Yeah. Like, (laughs) you go from being a b the football player to now you're Antonio Brown. (laughs) You're Antonio Brown. Yeah. Like like full government. Like you make the wrong decision. Like it was almost borderline. He almost borderline turned into a streaker. Yeah. yeah. Like he, he made such a spectacle of himself. Right. He was almost borderline a streaker. (laughs) So could you imagine if one of those officers was, was, was like, they were radioed up, like get him out of here, get him out of here. Could you imagine what would have happened? What would ensued if they tackled that man on that field And made sure that whatever it was he was thinking he was going to do, because here's the thing, he was derobing. Yes. I mean, he was derobing for all intents and purposes. I mean, at one point in time, he was messing with his drawstrings on on his pants. So you don't know how far he's about to go because he's so off script with what he was doing in that moment. You don't know what's about to happen. Like when he started throwing this stuff around, you you can see one of the the police officers look at him and he watches where where the the shirt went and then started moving in position towards him. They were they were flanking him as they should on his way walking out. So then now. So now here we go. So now you're potentially about to have a situation where this is now becomes a social injustice scenario as well. Because if they would have had to roll on him, now all of a sudden now becomes a racial thing. You know, the yeah. the implications that were connected to his behavior in that moment were so outlandish and so outrageous. You don't even know how to interpret how everything else that would have ensued after that would have would have been like what's justified what what isn't justified like how do we interpret this because we we don't see people do this
2: yeah it's the the whole thing is bizarre and and I'll say this and we were having the discussion uh last couple of weeks not only did antonio brown leave the game yesterday any chance he had it going to the hall of fame that's a wrap ooh it's over like he he's you think anybody's giving him another opportunity? This is it. It is over. Like he he will never be in the NFL again. He's never gonna play a snap in the NFL, and his Hall of Fame chances left with his equipment that got thrown into the crowd last night. Gone.
0: It just it's just sad. It is. Like, it makes me think of the five heartbeats, man. And I remember how Eddie Kane was coming unrivaled, and you know he was he was a victim of his own success, and then. You turn and you look around and and you start to appreciate the moments that you had, the 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 career that you were having, the moments you created and and you want them back and you can't get it back. Yeah. Like Eddie Kane came back, they had already replaced him with Flash. You're talking about, hey, you can't be me, Flash, because you ain't me, Flash. Like, no, Flash replaced you. And the five heartbeats kept going and they won awards for their, their records. This is the same situation here. It's almost like A B i yeah, B. I'll be the first one to tell you you should always overvalue yourself because if you don't overvalue yourself, you can't bring value to the table that makes you valuable to others. But when your valuing of yourself is overvalued in a toxic way 100%. and in a toxic manner yep. where you believe that bad behavior and bad actions and, and being a a-hole is actually justifiable based upon the value of who you are, where you could actually devalue and diminish what people around you represent, that's no good. Yeah. That's no good, and I think that that's where we are with Antonio Brown. And it's like we go back to, and I'm being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I go back to when he was in Pittsburgh, and they made it about was it Ben or was it A.B.? Was it Ben or was it A.B.? And it was this was really a real debate mm-hmm. because back then we really didn't know he hadn't really fully removed his mask as, as to what he truly is. Which is a nuisance. Yeah. Antonio Brown is a nuisance. Like I'ma just like call it what it is. People jumped all over top of Ryan Clark for saying this isn't a good dude. You know, call Ryan Clark, you know, hypocritical and this, that, and the other, and why is he doing this? amongst we other things. S- we saw <laughs> all of these things play out and we debated them and we defended Antonio Brown and we pulled for Antonio Brown. Antonio is a bra- uh, is a nuisance that belongs wherever it is that he's going to be and hopefully out of out of the media, out of our conversations. Hopefully this is the last time we're having a conversation about him because now the conversations aren't about how good Antonio Brown is. The conversations are about what, what's next for Antonio Brown? Why does Antonio Brown act like this? Why does he do this to himself? Why does he sabotage himself? right? So to me, I'm tired of talking about it. At some point, you got to realize that he was a good he was a great football player at one point in time. Whatever it is he's allowed his mind to perceive or, or settle in on, on how he's going to do things, it doesn't work with the rest of society. So he has to hope that he made enough money where he can live in the, the bubble that he's created for himself moving forward in his life.
2: Uh, coming up next, it is a weekly tradition, the FSR IR. We will report some issues from a long holiday weekend. It's yours right here on FSR.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros in a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
2: Dominate the competition. Listen to I Want
0: Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts.
2: It's two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox getcha, Sports getcha, getcha, Radio. Getcha. LaVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. No Brady Quinn will be back on the air tomorrow here with us uh, on Fox Sports Radio. So coming up top of next hour, uh, we are going to have a discussion about the future in the NFL and, uh, and where it stands after yesterday's developments around the league. We'll get into all that for you here uh, coming up a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, though, it is time for something we do on the show every single week, and it's called
1: this. Cut! Cut! After your sports weekend, <laughs> happens. So it's time to get the FSR IR report.
2: All right, so uh, we go around the room. Any issues to report? Uh, it was a busy uh, New Year's Eve weekend. Uh, lead the lap, anything you'd like to report? Uh, any hangovers? Anything uh, you want to tell us here? Well, a long time coming. The girlfriend
1: uh, finally got me to get rid of my old couch, oh. the old futon. So the, put her, put her out to pasture.
2: You got rid of a futon? For what? For a, her couch. She brought in her couch. Oh, uh, no. Man. Yeah, that's the first it's happening It's over. It's nice knowing you, Lee. Good luck, bro. It was good times. It was good times on that futon. How do you feel about futons? I'm a big fan of futons.
0: They're good for a while. Yeah. It's a college thing. I think that you're development if you take that into your adult life. You got to yeah. let it go. F- futon, like, that's... You know, unless you're putting it like in like the kid area of, of your house, you you gotta let futons go, man.
2: Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. Uh, I, I have one. I've had it for years. Uh, it's, it's in the main part of your house. It's it's the best sleep I ever get is on the futon, I, and I feel
0: no for, back issues. Bro, I feel for your wife.
2: And man. and well, and I don't I, I don't I, even,
0: more and more I get to know you, Jonas. I just. I feel for your wife, man. Well, it's at my mom's house, oh. um, so
2: but oh, okay. but but, right. but I'm gonna oh, work okay. it in. Right. But I'm gonna work it in back into the house. Like it, it is going to happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna get that over uh, to the place. At some you point, you choose
0: that futon over spooning.
2: Yeah, 100%. I don't. Was, here's
0: the thing. I don't even. I
2: because the futon is broken on one side, so there's a brick that holds it up from collapsing in the middle. And you love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't. I, <laughs> I, I I can't extend it out like a real bed. So I just sleep in it like it's the couch form, <laughs> and it's great. So really comfortable. You're, no back issues. You're weird. Hey dude. man, just. Uh, you're weird. I'm a grinder. I'm there with you. That's what I do. Don't put that out there. Uh, don't put that on. What a uh, uh, grinder. <laughs> Uh, anything you'd like to report, LeBar? after that uh, epic spread that you uh, you were uh, celebrating uh, via the text chain we're on together? I bit my lip.
0: I <laughs> mean, that, uh, that, that equates I was just chewing, I was chomping, and we were drinking, and we were eating, and I bit my lip. By the
2: way, there's nothing worse than biting your tongue, uh, especially like on the side of your mouth. I mean, biting your lip is pretty up there. Yeah, but you can avoid biting it again. With your tongue, when it swells up like that, it just seems like you're going to bite on it again. Yeah, it's but be an
0: issue. when you get a sore lip, you keep picking at it because you can't – it just hurts, and it's there. Yeah. And everything you do, you feel it, and you just keep – then you then you start biting at it with your teeth or whatever, or you start touching it with your fingers. So now you're germifying the, the, the sight. Uh, yeah. It's bad. I didn't like it. I I woke up. uh, My lip was swollen like crazy, too. I woke up one of the mornings uh, this
2: weekend. I I think it was Saturday. And um, the right side of my nose was really sore. And I have no idea why. Hmm. And so the only thing I can come up with is maybe as I was going to bed, I was dozing off while I was setting my alarms because I was doing the show Saturday morning and I might have dropped the phone on my face. And then, they're, and then it just rolled over to the side. Uh, but but I feel like a lot of people have probably done that from, from at one point or another where they're laying on their back looking at their phone and they doze off and they drop the phone on their face. You ever done that before? I
0: did that with a blunt one time in my life. <laughs> I was laying there with a blunt, but I didn't drop it. I woke up with the blunt still in my hand oh, okay. in the same place. Yeah,
2: so, so you didn't drop it on your face or anything? No. Yeah, yeah. That no been thank bad. goodness. Yeah, That would have been bad. Alright, so there it is. So uh, The uh, latest edition of the uh, FSRIR. Uh, by the way, if you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Alright, so coming up next here on two pros and a cup of joe uh there were several things that went down in the nfl yesterday that could be a glimpse into the future a super bowl future for one team specifically we'll get into all that for you here on fsr
1: fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio radio app search fsr to listen live